Hi everyone, this is Tim Martinez, Impact Healthcare's uh, co-founder and CEO. I'm happy to share with you all that I'll be conducting a weekly interview style employee spotlight uh, so that we can all get to know each other a little bit better and hear directly from the amazing people that make up this organization. I'm excited to, to, to do these interviews and I hope uh, you enjoy them. This week's spotlight is on practice manager extraordinaire, Kendall Hodges. As we approach Kendall's three year anniversary, uh, let's get to know a little bit about her. So Kendall. Hi. First question, mm -hmm. we're, we're coming up on your three year anniversary. Yes. At MPAC, right? In about a yeah. month-ish? A month-ish. Yep. All right, so if you can think all the way back to three years ago, mm -hmm. pre-pandemic, <laughs> <laughs> um what made you decide and what was the process like for you of kind of interviewing and, and ultimately why did you decide to join MPAC? So when I was making that decision to switch over to MPAC, it when I started to look into the company, I saw the value and just what it was offering, especially because I'm a nurturer and I've taken care of a lot of old people. <laughs> kind of like my thing that I do okay. are our elders. Um, yep. And I have lots that are in these facilities that I saw that this would be extremely beneficial for them. And when I came into the company, I really get to see exactly how beneficial it is. So it was extremely a tough decision to leave the position that I was in, but the best decision I've made. And you were there for a while. Yeah, 13 years. <laughs> 13 years. 13 years. All right. So after 13 years, you make the leap. Um, and that's, you bring an interesting perspective, right? Because you're a non-direct care provider. You're Correct. You're in the background helping get things set up so that our clinicians can, right, get deployed into these communities and, and go provide care. But um even from your seat, you saw the value and that's really mm -hmm. cool that you wanted to be a part of it and sort of help that. So similar, similar to me, I'm not a clinician, right? So my right. job, my job is to go and talk about how amazing our people are and then unleash them and go get care out into the world. So, um, yes. awesome. All right. So you, you joined us after 13 years in one place, mm -hmm. joined us in the fall of 19, Right. Mm -hmm. And then kind of February, March, the wheels come off the world. Yes. <laughs> Which was quite interesting. <laughs> um, so, you know, through that period, you know, what was going through your mind and ultimately, you know, coming out of this now, what, what kept you here at MPAC? So coming out, well, going into the pandemic, it was, okay, this is really where healthcare is going to be in higher demand, especially when it becomes, when, when it comes to these facilities, excuse me. Yeah. Um, so what has kept me here and what is keeping me here is that through that pandemic, you just saw the rise of a lot of patients and a lot of people needing more mental health. They're all CSW services are extreme in extremely high demand right now. And you could see post pandemic that this was going to be even more impactful for people to have these services available to them. So 
being on the ground and in growing of something that is something that is going to be potential for us as we get older because we're not getting any younger. <laughs> speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get younger as I age, but <laughs> um, just seeing the way of the world changing and the fact that these residents are in higher demand of nurse practitioners and being in the facilities instead of being outside of a facility or going into a hospital and just trying to keep that market down has been truly something to see as far as going through the pandemic. Yeah, from the mental health side, it was really interesting as we first approached some of our clients back in 2018, it was like mental health was an afterthought or like, yes, couldn't be bothered or like, oh, we don't need that. Right. Yes. Um, and coming out of the pandemic, right. <laughs> Everybody needs some, <laughs> some mental health support. I was going to say, it's not just our elders, all of us. hundred <laughs> percent. in your house. Excuse me. Yeah. Being so stuck it's, in the house. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's interesting it, this is kind of what we what we wanted is everybody to recognize and realize that um, even though you can't you can't see a mental health need like you can see a medical need, right? It doesn't come up on an X-ray or it doesn't show visibly as a wound or anything. Um, deep, deep wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally, um, yes. <laughs> that, that it's it's as important as medical care. Um, now the thing we're battling with is competing against all these companies popping up out of the woodwork, right? Even though we've been here, you know, kind of mm-hmm. pounding the pavement for a while. Um, now we got to compete with them for talent. But I think I think a lot of those companies are are gonna gonna be a flash in the pan and and uh, and go out of business because they're really trying to focus on um, doing remote as much as possible and. Um, building a model that really puts all the risk on the clinicians. And we've mm-hmm. seen this, we've seen this before with, with NPs, right. You're going to get yeah. paid based on what you generate. And we know that that isn't a good model. It's not how we do things. So <clears throat> um, I think things will settle down and, and um, all the good clinicians will find their way to us. <laughs> I know they will. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. plan. <laughs> we've um, been getting so many great ones. So I know they will. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there anything that sticks out in your mind over the last three years that was particularly meaningful for you or that, you know, you're excited about, or I I know we covered a couple of things, but um, anything even within your role that you've seen kind of develop or or something that's been, you know, just meaningful that you'd you'd be willing to share? I'm excited about the growth. I'm excited that we are not only um, that we just don't go into those really higher paying type communities that we're about all people and that there's no discrimination as far as what it is the person has or who we're seeing. And I love that there is no type of, um, I don't know the word that I'm searching for right now, sorry about that. But I do like that, it, that we do not discriminate as far as where we go and that we're growing. And, it helps everyone. So I love that. I mean, I think that's, that's the word, right? Discriminate. Um, Mm -hmm. Part of what we saw early on was I could find out where all the providers were 
<clears throat> based on the reimbursement model, based on the payment model, right? If yes. you incentivize folks to get paid by what they collect, well, it's not hard to figure out you're going to collect more where people Correct. have better insurance and co-insurance and they'll pay their deductibles and blah, blah, blah. Well, of course, everybody's going to flock, right? Not everybody, but that's, that's where people are getting pushed toward, right? Mm -hmm. And people then stay away from communities that are historically already <laughs> underserved. Correct. Right. And then you, that gets perpetuated. So we haven't talked about this in a really long time, but we created this concept. We don't really talk about it much, but we created this concept of impact dollars. So a dollar, right. Is mm -hmm. the same. We'll use Chicago as a perfect example, mm -hmm. right. A dollar, an impact dollar has equal value on the South side as it does on the North side. And so we're not compensating providers or penalizing providers who are mm -hmm. willing to go into tougher areas and Oftentimes, those are the people that need the most help because yes. they haven't gotten help their entire lives. Yes. And now they're elderly, right? Their chronic conditions are worse. They need to be managed more closely. And so um, it's particularly rewarding for me to be able to, to, to have a company that does that. And that's mm -hmm. helpful in getting people to see that, to join us to say, we're going to break right the way healthcare is uh -huh. being delivered and not, not continue to incentivize and perpetuate Rest. that discrimination yes. that has happened. So. Um, I appreciate you pointing that out because, you know, we don't, I don't think we talk about it enough. <laughs> oh, and I think it should be talked about. It should. We sort of it take it, in, we take it for granted. We accept, we expect that that is the right way to do things. And so we Correct. just do them. We, we're not out there, you know, um, as Mike would say, virtue signaling, <laughs> right. talking about, you know, it, right. we, we just do it. Right. And so mm -hmm. um, I think oftentimes we don't talk about it enough because we just think it's the right thing to do. So we just do it. That's another reason why I stayed. <laughs> We're not, not about even, talking. We're about, about talking. Right. I was going to say it's about that action. And that's, that's right. Do, so that's amazing. That's right. Well, um, I appreciate your time today and all your efforts over the last three years and kind of working through the pandemic with us and, and coming out the other side and um, leading the charge on the practice management side for us so we can, you know, get enough clinicians out there providing that care to everybody. <laughs> everybody who needs it. Um, so yeah, thanks for being a part of the team and for your time today. Thank you. Awesome. Bye. I'll see you. In like 20 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.